Would you risk your life to save people you don't even know who may ignore you anyway? Do you routinely tell Jesus no? Let's talk about that. Hi, I'm Josh. Welcome to Honestly Radio. As you may know, I used to work in radio. One of my jobs was to watch out for severe weather and then broadcast warnings about the danger headed our way. In Joplin, the biggest risk is tornadoes. But because they're a constant threat and very hit or miss, people had become pretty numb to warnings. This was also a time before weather alerts on your phone. We actually pushed pretty heavy for that after the huge mile-wide tornado decimated the city. But because people had become so used to people like me warning them about the threat of tornadoes, they began to ignore the warnings and carry on business as usual. That was until May 22, 2011, when one of the nation's deadliest and most devastating tornadoes grinded through the city, leaving 158 dead and around $2.8 billion worth of damage. So some people heard the warning minutes before disaster, listened to my voice, and found shelter, while others heard my voice and ignored it. After everything happened, I remember talking to a reporter. When I mentioned that I thought the tornado was going to hit the station, that at any moment a car or a tree was going to come flying through the window while we were warning people, she asked, why didn't you guys run for cover? Why did you keep broadcasting? We just shrugged and said it seemed wrong to leave people alone in the dark. We wanted to help as many as we could until the lights went out. I look back now and I know Christ put us in that situation to help others. Not everyone was going to receive that help, but that didn't change what we were meant to do. There will be times in your life when you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do for Christ and people will not listen and will not receive your message. And there may have also been times Christ gave you a clear direction and you gave him a clear answer. No. The Apostle Paul understood both sides. In Acts chapter 8, we can see he was trying his absolute best to convince his fellow Hebrews to embrace Jesus Christ. For this, he was rewarded with death threats and thrown in jail. The Romans, the government of the day, found no reason to execute him, but the local Jewish leaders protested, so Paul appealed to Caesar. And now he finds himself in the capital. So what does he do? He tries once again to convince his fellow Jewish people. He calls together all the local Jewish leaders and says this. I asked you to come here today so we could get acquainted and so I could explain to you that I am bound with this chain because I believe that the hope of Israel, the Messiah, has already come. The local leaders were interested but not convinced. We want to hear what you believe, for the only thing we know about this movement is that it's denounced everywhere. So a time was set, and on that day, a large number of people came to Paul's lodging. He explained and testified about the kingdom of God and tried to persuade them about Jesus from the scriptures. Using the law of Moses and the books of the prophets, he spoke to them from morning until evening. Now that is an incredible effort. And let's remember, Paul was perhaps the greatest theologian of his time. He knew scripture inside and out. If anyone was up to this task, it was Paul. In fact, Paul gives his Jewish resume in Philippians chapter 3. He says, Indeed, if others have reason for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I am a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demand the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. 
I was so zealous that I harshly persecuted the church. And as for righteousness, I obeyed the law without fault. If they were going to listen to anyone based on merit, it was going to be Paul. But sometimes you can speak in truth, in love, and through the power of the Holy Spirit and still be ignored. You could be doing absolutely everything right to your full ability and still be rejected. That's what Paul did. He didn't present some half-hearted argument. No, he gave a full-blown discourse citing scripture after scripture using the very law that these Jewish leaders considered the foundation of their lives. And we see the response in verse 24. Some were persuaded by the things he said, but others did not believe. And after they had argued back and forth among themselves, they left. Here's Paul pouring his heart out, chained up for the cause, risking his life for Jesus, and only some were persuaded. I want you to hear this. When you ignore the Holy Spirit, it gets a little easier each following time. You build up a callus around your heart. If you've ever played an instrument with strings, the first time you do it, they may cut into your fingers and leave marks. But eventually, the more you play the guitar, the more calluses you build up on your fingertips until you don't feel anything at all. That's exactly what happens to us spiritually. When Jesus speaks to us and directs us to move and we ignore it, it can hurt. The pain may even linger for a bit. But the more we ignore the Holy Spirit, the calling of Christ, the more calloused our hearts get and the easier it is to do. Until one day, we don't feel anything anymore. That is a dangerous place to be. That is the goal of the enemy. Because if we're not pursuing heaven, our destination will be hell. And that's where these Jewish leaders had found themselves. And that's why they left with this final word from Paul, verse 25. The Holy Spirit was right when he said to your ancestors through Isaiah the prophet, go and say this to the people. When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened and their ears cannot hear and they have closed their eyes so their eyes cannot see and their ears cannot hear and their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. If you have made it a habit of telling Jesus no, I would beg you to stop. It's one of the most devastating things you can do in your relationship with God. Like Paul says, when we close ourselves off and shut Christ out, we cannot turn to him and we cannot be healed. Some of you may be experiencing this disconnect and you're so frustrated, so hurt, and feel so alone. I want to ask you, when is the last time you said yes to Jesus? Unless we allow Christ to be the center of our lives, he cannot heal us. If you want to be warm, you have to sit by the fire. If you want to be restored and redeemed, you have to spend time with Jesus. He so desires to heal you, but you have to visit him. A doctor can only help us if we do what they say. And Jesus can change our lives for the better, but first we must trust and obey. This truly could be the very best day of your life. The moment when you finally surrendered it all to Christ. When you say, I'm sorry for ignoring you, for always saying no. I'm ready, Jesus. Whatever you want me to say, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, I'm ready to follow you. 
Paul experienced this. He had hardened his heart until Jesus. It was when he met Christ, allowed him to direct his life, that everything changed. Philippians 3 shares that thought. Paul says, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless. Because of what Christ has done, yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. The call of Christ can feel dangerous, like letting go of all we know. But Paul had to let go of everything he had built his life on to finally hear God speak. He had tried so hard through his own efforts, and still he failed. Maybe you can relate. But here is the good news. As long as you have breath in your lungs, you still have hope. Jesus is still calling out to you. He wants to heal you. Let go of all the worthless trash you're clinging to and embrace Jesus. Because guaranteed in the light of Christ, everything you had been afraid to give up will suddenly seem worthless in comparison to the infinite value of knowing Jesus Christ, your Lord. And when it's your turn to serve and share Christ, don't be discouraged if only some are persuaded or acknowledge what you're doing. Let's turn our hearts to Jesus, offer ourselves to his divine purpose, and help as many people meet him until the lights go out. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast. I want to encourage you to read Acts chapter 28 and Philippians chapter 3 on your own. Spend some time in reflection and prayer. You can also check out honestlyradio.com to find all the podcast apps we're on where you can download the show for free. And if you do have a moment, leave us a rating. It helps us connect with more people so they can hear about Jesus. You can also find the links to join us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. I want to encourage you to connect with God daily in prayer, in the Bible, and through attendance and service at a local church. Allow Christ to begin building your faith. Thank you for joining us on Honestly Radio. Remember, live honestly, be blessed. We'll see you next time.